Welcome to Tactical Recon, the place where we find kingdom-building strategies through scholarship, leadership, and action. And here's your host. Today is Friday, April 15th, in the year of our Lord's Dominion, 2022. Welcome to Tactical Recon. I'm Elder Paul Coviello. Sitting beside me is my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Paul Michael Raymond. Pastor, last time we talked about food supply, preparing for crisis. Very sobering stuff, but then this podcast is Tactical Recon for a reason. We are talking about nuts and bolts, day-to-day plans and, and points of attack to address the things that God has called us to do. In talking about food supply, we then got on to the topic or broached the topic of security, something very, very critical, because when we talk about crises of great magnitude, we also talk about the potential for societal collapse, desperation, um, opportunism by criminally minded people that can put our families, our churches and ourselves at risk. Yes, yeah, so security is a real a real issue that we, we have to deal with. Now, there's two kinds of security. There's personal security, personal protection, and then there's securing of your property, securing of your property, making that uh, impregnable, such as locks on your doors, very simple. Locks on your doors, uh, you might want to think about a safe for your valuables, your your guns, if you will, which, which I don't always... Uh, advocate for guns i'd rather hide them on the mattress or something but but a secure location not so much that you would put locks on your doors but that your building your your abode where you live is in some sort of a position that it can be secured not everybody can do that you have a lot of people living close to their their jobs they're in a, in a community they're in a town or a city and they're already by virtue of their location vulnerable that has to be navigated. So you put locks on your doors. You make sure that you have the necessary uh, weapons, if you will, uh, firearms. Uh, the best f- firearm for home security is is a shotgun, not a handgun, because it's a scattergun. Uh, you want to make sure you understand what the scriptures say about protecting your property with firearms. That is, if someone comes in by day and you shoot them, you're in trouble unless they have a firearm, a knife, a baseball bat. But if they come in at night, you don't know what they have. And if you if you do, sadly, uh, protect yourself from them, then, of course, the Bible says that you've done the right thing. So you've got to make sure that you're, you're repelling deadly force with deadly force. Um, your windows, you, you should be locking your windows at night. If you're in a city especially or, or you live in the hood or wherever you live, uh, so you, you need to be mindful of that. You also need to be aware of your surroundings when you're walking uh, with the children or now they're, they're stealing children and selling children and putting children into, into horrible situations. So you want to be very mindful. Stop with the headphones. Stop with the earbuds. Stop with the texting while you're walking with your kids or you're walking down the street because you're, then you're, you're preoccupied with something and you're not looking around at, at, your, at your surroundings. Now, someone might say, well, you, you know, you're, you're very paranoid. I said, no, I'm not very paranoid. I'm just simply mindful. I'm simply mindful of my my surroundings, of my possessions. I'm a steward of my possessions. I need to take care of them from the wicked. So those are the things that we need to consider. If you're in a rural community, 
You probably have uh, the possibility of a dog, which is also a security measure. If you have a dog and they bark, even if it's a little, little, little mutt, little dog, they bark. No one's going to really want to deal with the dog. Uh, they'll go somewhere else where it's easier because most of the most of the criminals are are cowards. Uh, an alarm system is always good. Camera systems are good now. Today, you have camera systems that shoot the outside of the property or the inside, and you can watch on your phone. I do not advocate having any of those kinds of cameras in your house. I don't advocate having Alexa in your house or any of these uh, internet situations where you can be monitored by people that want to break into your home. If you're going to have anything, either have a hardwired loop kind of a security system or something that's going to loop to uh, the cloud, but only on the outside. So those are some of the things that we have to consider. We do have to consider that. If you have a garage and things, and that's a really good thing, if you have a garage and things go poorly, you can move your vehicles into the garage or you can use the garage as your storage, as we said last week, for your food or your paper goods or things like that. So I think we need to start thinking more biblically where we know the Bible tells us without any shadow of a doubt that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And we need to recognize that. We can, cannot be so trusting of our, even our neighbors uh, because when things get bad, we might have to turn our neighbor away and we may have to protect ourselves. Don't rely on the police force. Don't rely on the sheriff or, or the, or, or, or the, the uh, state troopers. They only get there after the fact, after it's too late. If you have children, oh, also you, you should have you should have um, you should have at least some sort of knowledge of how to defend yourself without firearms, without knives, without anything like that. Uh, some sort of a um, a training where even if even if you're trained to turn and run, which you should do most of the time, turn and run if, if you have a situation where you can run. Uh, but but we, we, we need to make sure even our children are well prepared. Uh, our daughters, our, our young daughters, our sons, our young sons, um, so that we are working as a team. If there's ever a problem and, this, and the family is separated, you should have a place that you all are going to meet. These are the ways that you secure your family from uh, being either separated, being harmed, or your property being damaged or, or broken into and, and your food stuff being stolen. One of the other problems that uh, people face is they have, maybe they have a business. How do you secure your business? Especially, I know here in uh, our area, uh, we have big, in the, in, the, in the library that we have here, the downstairs, we have these big picture windows. Uh, how do you secure them? You know, maybe, well, I know in, in, my, in my day when I lived in New York, the, in the poor areas, they would have the roll-top metal, roll-top doors. It would come right down, and it would secure that area. The, the glass and the door, and no one could break in. You, you need an acetylene torch. That is not outside of the realm of possibilities that you might have to do that or shutters on your windows. Even in a storm, what, what, what do you see people doing in Florida? Board up They're boarding up the windows with plywood. 
Okay, so shutters would be nice. They look nice. You can use them. You could have them on the inside, or, or and I, that's where I would put them on the inside. Uh, or if you're thinking about weather, then you put them on the outside. But if you're thinking about security, you'd want them on the inside. Okay, unless you have some sort of an outside shutter system which is locked and no one could just rip them open. So these are just some of the things that we need to start being very creative. And the way we are creative is we pray. We ask God to help us understand how to secure our family, how to protect them, and how to secure our, our property. And, and, I, and I believe God, God will reveal that to us and help us. And then, of course, there's the brainstorming. Because my ideas may be truncated according to what I know or what I think I know. And your ideas may be uh, more advanced. And now you're going to help me and I'm going to help you. So we talk about this. We shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Uh, we had here in our county just recently, the sheriff's department is offering training to churches whenever there's an active shooter situation in the church. And that's now, of course, no one wants to think about that, but that could be a reality. We've seen this in history. We've seen it in our day, and we want to make sure that we are ready because if we're not ready, then shame on us. So security is a real, real factor. Now, I have, I have friends in Lancaster County, and uh, they have friends who are Amish, and uh, one, of the, uh, one, of, one of my friends, one of my uh, pastor friend so said to me who lives in Lancaster he said you know the Amish they're so self-sufficient that uh, the apocalypse could come and go and they'll never know and I and I said because they're they're self-sufficient my response to that was absolutely not they'll definitely know because everybody be going there to steal their food and they have no way of protecting themselves so everyone will be affected and we need to provide security not only for ourselves but for our neighbors. And that's why militias are good. And we need to think about the worst-case scenarios, what we would do in that situation, either as an individual, are we willing to protect our family, even if it means doing some horrible things, or are, are, are we not willing? And we can't wait for that day because then we, we, won't, we won't respond properly. We'll just react, and that will always be dangerous. Yeah, that was comprehensive, Pastor. Um, I would add this. A firearm without ammunition is a projectile. We need not only to have the means of self-defense, knives, bats, guns, but also ammunition. And we have to know where to place them so that we have them at hand. You'd mentioned that you don't want your guns in a place that's inaccessible. You mentioned putting them under your mattress, someplace where you can quickly grab them. How about at doorways, places of access, so that if somebody is coming who poses a threat, you know exactly where it is. It is at hand. You have them in several places so that you're not left without defense. And I would add this, Pastor. You said this is not paranoia, and it most certainly is not. And as you pointed out, that scripture, the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. To live with the notion that what you would just describe, Pastor, is, para is paranoia, that it's alarmism, survivalism, that this is, this is the thinking of some madman who is uh, living in a world where he's constantly at risk or feeling threatened, is foolish talk. 
And if anybody needs a concrete example, look at what happened in this country over the past two years, where in cities dominated by Democrat-controlled politicians, people were rioting, vandalizing, stealing, assaulting, killing people, cutting off access to their homes, denying them access to streets and portions of their neighborhoods. This is real stuff. And to live with a, a, a fantastic notion that everything's going to be okay, that people are good, that these types of things can't possibly happen, is to deny the plain reality to which we were exposed by way of the news media over the past year and a half. And as you pointed out, what happened over the millennia that marks the church age. It wasn't that long ago that Christians were killed simply for their profession. We know that from the apostolic uh, history given to us in scripture, the testimony of the reformers. We know that from the church shootings that have happened over the past couple of years in this country, Pastor. So this is by no means hysterical talk. No, not at all. And to your point about where the guns are placed, you need to have a gun in your bedroom, in your in your kitchen. They need to be safely secured so children can't get them, of course. Let's just that's a given. So your bedroom, your kitchen, your bathroom, if they break in while you're showering, um, you know, can come out with your towel around your your loins, uh, and say, "Excuse me, let me get my gun. It's in the bedroom." Uh, no, you want one in the in the bathroom. You want one in your garage, one in your basement, wherever you are. If you happen to be in, in, in the barn, you need one in the barn, and then in your vehicle, you need one in your vehicle. You should have one in your vehicle. In in Virginia, you can you can do that. It's not not a problem. Uh, so so we want to make sure that we have access to them. The other very important point is a gun is no good if you know if you don't know how to use it. You got to go out and you got to shoot that thing. Okay, you got to shoot that thing. You got to at least know what it's all about. You don't have to be a target expert because most 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 problems are within 15 feet. You should have a safety class. Okay, I know we're pushing for constitutional carry where everyone constitutionally is allowed to carry a firearm. And I think that's a great thing. But don't be an idiot. Get a safety class and don't shoot yourself in the foot or your friend or your neighbor or your dog. Learn how to use the gun safely and then learn how to shoot, you know, how to shoot it, how to handle it safely and then how to shoot it. I think that's that's very wise. Absolutely. Um, it's very important to understand that in the process of making these preparations, we do not do any of this from the point of view of panic, fear, or any other motivation that is, is driven by anything other than a sober, biblical approach to securing our families, our church, and then by extension, our community, because we are called to build the kingdom of God where we stand. There is a calling for people to go to other places, but the, the vast majority of us are building the kingdom of God right where we live. And that is the motivation, not abject fear, panic, or any other motivation than that which is given to us in Scripture. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's, that's, uh, that's what we need to understand as far as security is concerned. And I would encourage uh, everyone to have some sort of firearm protection in their home and then learn how to use it. Have your wives learn, have, have your children know that it is not a, a toy, and begin to think biblically rather than the way that we've been taught, don't worry, the government will take care of you, the police will come and help you. That is not the way it's going to happen. So I think, I think that's as far as physical security, 
property security, that is something that uh, we uh, need to be mindful of. Next, I would like to discuss financial security, monetary security. And that, of course, is something that we have to worry about very, very greatly because the money is not worth what it was at one time and every day is being inflated. So the, the, the purchasing power of money is now very much uh, destroyed. Um, so I, I think perhaps because it is such it, it is such a difficult topic, a, a topic with many tentacles. Um, how how do we how do we use our money? How do we how do we get more money? Can we get more money? Uh, how, what do we buy with our money? Okay, we, we've talked about buying food. Talked about buying guns. You've talked about very wisely about ammunition. You've got to have ammunition. Uh, so what 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 are we going to do with our money? What do we buy? What's the first thing we buy? Well, we have to remember we need some liquidity. So you need the dollars. But you also need to turn that dollar into durable goods that maintain their value no matter what. Tools, of course, the food, first and foremost, ammunition, guns, um, dishwasher, refrigerator. Later, we'll talk about turning your money into energy, which we look at as a generator or solar, which we're going to discuss too. So, so your money needs to be used to purchase things which are valuable. And we, we can discuss that in our next podcast as we continue in this series on community preparedness, ecclesiastical preparedness, and individual preparedness. Oh, most certainly, Pastor. And uh, it's important to understand that money is a means of exchange. If it has value, it is because it can be put to use to exchange for goods and services. And laying it up in store has no meaning if it's simply to hoard and to increase in size, especially since, as you pointed out, we have an avaricious government that erodes the value of money. It is institutional theft. And then the next question, as you correctly pointed out, is how to turn money into goods and services that will sustain us as we consider what is in front of us. And it's all about stewardship. Let's look at money from the vantage point of being a biblical steward. That being said, we'll take it up another time. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for joining us. We pray that it was edifying. Until next time, may our Lord richly bless you. The Tactical Recon Podcast was brought to you by New Geneva Christian Leadership Academy and the Institute for Theonomic Reformation. To learn more, please visit our website at www.tacticalrecon.org.